What up, what up, what up? Uh, emergency episode. Um, we're back between two posts. Everett, Kyle, Evan, and Evan back together again. Um, Kyle, how are you? I'm doing great. I, uh, the screen just flashed to Painter, and I, I somehow missed. I don't know why we were looking at what my outfit was. He looks like he just crawled out of a gutter or something. <laughs> you're lucky. He, you're lucky he put a shirt on because we were talking for five minutes before we started. Before anyone was here, and he was shirtless, just showing off his uh, his fucking fresh ink. So, well, the ladies might be the ladies of Farmers Only might be watching the YouTube for this. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Um, yeah, possibly, possibly, but who knows, Kyle, what's new? Anything good? Um, uh, I got a, some, some tan was outside for the last three days at the St. Pete Grand Prix, AKA the, uh, Monaco of America, as I learned, um, pretty good time. Lots of beers, saw some racing and that was my, the last couple days of, uh, of how it's gone. A lot so of you've guys. really been pounding those masks out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, it's a creative process. So um... <laughs> the alcohol gets it open. It opens. You, got, you, a lot, you got a lot of race car masks going out over the next month or so here. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I would love to get into that. That'd be sick. I'd I'd paint race driving racers masks for sure. So is that a thing? Yeah, they all custom paint yeah. them. Bullshit. Yeah, they're sick, but um, it's it's almost it almost seems more clicky than like hockey is, and ho- hockey's like seems very clicky. And like I looked into it a little bit, and I think like the racing world's even more like who knows who, and even more like money involved type Fuck. of thing. As if hockey wasn't bad enough, I couldn't yeah, imagine I it getting worse. Um, Painter, let's go to you. What's new? Anything good? Uh, credit line got increased, boys. We're buzzing. Oh, okay. What are for, you, that's for a what? slippery slope, Painter. Yeah, slippery slope. Buddy. For your debit, for your debit card, or what? Your my credit card. My Discover Student Plus card got. We went up from fifteen hundred to twenty three hundred. You better go fucking spend that. <laughs> Max it out. <laughs> that's free money. We're that, trying. Like, that that's all free money. You don't owe anything on that once you start using it. It's just yeah, like, no, kind of like a Dave and Buster's card. It's only it's only twenty eight percent interest. Yeah, yeah. When, when but when do they claim that? We don't even know. Nobody knows yeah. how those things work. Just go use that free money, painter. Use it for a couple months. It's pretty sick. Yeah. I'm kind of shocked you have a credit card. I've had one for couple, almost a year. Wow. How old are Good. you, Painter? I'm 19. Going 20. Oh, yeah. I think I got my first one when I was like 17. I feel like that's pretty normal. You gotta got to start my... building your credit so you can buy a house at some point, especially with the market the way it is right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Been building my... that credit pretty well. I got my first credit card l- last week, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. I know. It's just... You know what, Painter? You're just more financially savvy than we would have taken yeah. you for. Yeah. And Kyle, good luck getting those those three numbers up, right? Yeah, honestly, hot take, but I'm not a fan of credit cards. Like, I mean, I like we we like had to do it because we were missing out on like so many points and benefits. But man, like you, it's a slippery slope. Like at least like 
debit cards like you have the money you spend what you have and now like this thing we've been swiping this thing and <laughs> it's so easy just be like oh I'll yeah tap with my credit card because my debit card doesn't have it i'm like, getting oh, and i'm getting 2.5 percent cash back on every purchase so like ooh, you can't lose you can't lose and then yeah. when you got three grand sitting on that credit card at the end of the month and they hit you with that 28 percent that two and a half cash back ain't looking so sweet <laughs> Yeah. So it, I mean, it is, it's a slippery slope, but it's one of those things where it's like, if you handle it right, Kyle, like you said, you pick up your points, use it like a debit card, pay it off every month. That's how I always use my Delta miles and I'm yeah. in diamond medallion for sure. Stop miles members. So not a big deal. Um, <laughs> what's new with you, buddy? Uh, driving home from dinner. Uh, Grand Rapids Griffins are in town. So I was out with, uh, my boy Wyatt new power friend of, friend of the pod. And uh, Carson Meyer, uh, we were hanging out. We went down to a nice little Italian joint right in the uh, flat. <laughs> yeah, I wish, dude. <laughs> I I got a, a nice a nice big bowl of pasta bolognese or whatever. How do you pronounce it? And uh, the tummy the tummy's happy. And, uh, yeah, actually I would, I don't know if I really want to go to Razzles right now, dude. I've spent so much time there the last few days. My parents have been out of town for like a week here. My brother, I'm an, I'm a, I'm an uncle now. So my brother just had a kid, so he hasn't been around. So between Thursday and Sunday, I was up there about probably 40 hours. And, uh, I was like Saturday night, we had that John Jones fight. And it was just a madhouse in there. So I was not having fun because I got there. I got there at 8 a.m. Uh, Saturday, worked till about uh, 1230, drove down to the outdoor game that the Monsters were supposed to play. They it ended up getting delayed till like six o'clock. So I didn't even get to watch. I just like went down on the field, said hi to a few of the guys and then fucking left went back to razzles at 3 30 and i was there till fucking 2 30 in the morning so i was having a lot of fun on saturday it sounds like a day full of disappointments i'm not gonna lie yeah well and i don't know i don't know jack shit about ufc so the fight was cool because there's a lot of people in there and the atmosphere was cool but the uh i don't know i don't know fucking all i know is conor mcgregor and stipe the guy from cleveland that's it Conor McGregor's done, right, though, right? No, I think no, he's, he's coming, coming back. back to fight. See, I do know that because my my brother just had the kid. He fucking loves UFC, so he tells me all this shit about who's who's fighting who, who's fighting when. McGregor's supposed to fight someone here, I think, within the next couple months. Okay, well, that's news to me. But obviously, someone <clears throat> his proper twelve money cash and uh, cash and checks apparently or something. Um. He's running two running his credit cards up too high, probably. He's gotta yeah. come back. <laughs> yeah, he's like fighting enough old people. Twenty eight percent, man. Fuck. He's also <laughs> in like eight different lawsuits too, so Oh really? Oh yeah. Dude, he I had no idea. This guy's caused he's, a lot of a lot of damage. <laughs> he's a walking shitbird. Yeah. I, I think mean, that's th- no surprise. Yeah. <clears throat> um so before we get into hockey talk, the real reason why we're here and we wanted to call an emergency pod, I do have a very sad story today and I experienced the most emasculating feeling I've ever felt before. Uh, as I told you guys, I needed plaster for the week to do some face molds. 
and I ran to Menards and I had to go get plaster from Menards and uh, <clears throat> Menards, Home Depot, Lowe's, all the same shit. It's got the grid shelving and stuff. And this plaster came in small four pound containers and it was on not the ground shelf, but that next shelf up, which is about for me head high. Now, everybody in this chat and this podcast is taller than me. I know that maybe not painter painter. I'll tell you. Five, eight. Okay, perfect. So we're right on par. <laughs> Anywho, I grabbed the one that's closest to the shelf and that's the first row. And that's it. After that, there's nothing left besides the next one. There's three stacked up on top of each other. And there's some, you know, young uh, locals of Wisconsin working nearby stacking wood. And I said, oh, I could go ask them to help. But if I have to do it because I'm too short, that's very emasculating as a man. So I tried going from the side and like sliding it forward on my tiptoes, looking real soft. Couldn't get it to slide forward. Um, tried climbing ever so slightly to get up there and pull it. Couldn't get it. And I had to ask a man that was taller than me to come assist me to stand on his tiptoes. He was on his tiptoes. He wasn't flat footed to reach, pull the plaster forward and grab me one. And I felt like a fucking child um, asking an adult for help. And uh, yeah, so that's my day. Um, that was tough. You're in Wisconsin. <clears throat> I am in the great city of Eau Claire going to Chip Falls tomorrow. It was an oh, awesome hell yeah, morning. Dude. Doing a Vietnam tour. What's next? Janesville? After uh, Chippewa? No. Uh, going back to Mini. We're doing that Mini week this week. So I'll be all over Minneapolis. And then we're doing the Let's Play Hockey Show. Kyle, you ever go to that? The tourney? Uh, not as a vendor. I would love to, though. So, But like you've been. like You you know what that's yeah, like. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, it's really cool. I mean, it's if you're a kid, too, like. It's, a blast. it's like Christmas, so yeah. yeah, it's pretty sweet. Um, all right, so uh, sometimes in life things build up, and uh, you just got to get your stuff off and you know get a release. And I think we had a lot of takes build up in the last week, and we got to get our takes off. So who wants to go first, Kyle? Um, I don't know if I have any negative takes this week. I'll have to think takes about in it. Takes in general, because we were talking about yeah. deadline, quickie. Yeah, I brought more uh, more positive stuff to the table this week. Um, oh, good. Yeah, <laughs> life is life is good, you know. So, um, number Why one, are I just want talking about Jonathan Quick. Oh, you... because yes, that's a that is a massive talk that we will get to in a little bit. I we I don't think we can start off with. I mean, that's just going to ruin. Everything you have lined up on your okay. note sheet right there. So, <laughs> on a positive note, uh, congrats to our boy Weeksy, who uh, in between now and our last pod got his U.S. citizenship. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, so so claps for him. He obviously a beauty, and um, we actually did our honeymoon in Barbados. So, like, just with the limited knowledge I have of it, it blows my mind that, like, his, his parents were like lived there their whole lives and then he was born in toronto but like coming from that country you have like zero grasp of hockey and obviously he was against the odds and crushed crushed it so and he's now an nhl alum so yeah it's pretty sick yeah. so props to him um i guess my other thing is just like i keep following the whole bedard thing and like man it 
he's so good, like teams just have to tank for him. I don't know why you wouldn't be tanking for this guy. He's he's legit. So but at the end of the day, like I've talked about this with other people, the tank doesn't guarantee anything. No. That's no, the hard but part, like, right? You're yeah, but like let's say like especially in the East right now, like the gaps between teams are so drastic. Like if you're Montreal or um, whoever else is kind of near the bottom there, Columbus, like why would you... Easy, easy. Hey, that's okay, that's okay. <laughs> well, hey, I mean, at the start <laughs> of the year, I'm pretty sure Moiser thought they were winning the cup. Guaranteed. I didn't think they were winning the cup. I thought they were going to put together a fucking run. It's big difference. <laughs> I thought they were going to be a playoff contender. I thought they might they might surprise some people. They obviously did not. We had some, no. They had some they definitely trouble. surprised some people. Yeah, they de- yeah they surprised the fuck out of me. Well, yeah. Anyways, my point being, if you're if you're a team like that, like why wouldn't you just lose out the rest of the year, even if it increases your chance by 0.5%. Chicago, Chicago's doing a hell of a job of it. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> Dude, someone, someone put on like Twitter their like, line chart the other day, and they're like, this is an NHL team, question mark. I was just like, holy buckets. Yeah. Yeah, they, uh, they did a Which wholesale. Ca- it kind of makes what Jackson Starbird is doing there even more incredible, because like, He's playing very well in front of a AHL team, basically. Yeah, I mean, we'll have we'll have Jackson on here and come this summer. Um, but the interesting part, though, you got to wonder. Like, this will be a great question for him: is is it is there less like NHL games? Like, I I'm not trying to underwhelm it, um, but is there less pressure knowing that like the expectations it's a good thing aren't if you high? Lose. Well, yeah, that too, right? But like the expectations aren't like, oh, we need to go win. Oh, we're we're fighting for a playoff spot. We're like points out. You know what I mean? Is it a little bit easier just to go out there and play your game? I mean, I don't know. I I mean, but that's the thing is, it's just like how quick. Like on the same hand, it's like how quick does a locker room really fall apart? Like when you yeah. when you you when you are a player on a team where it is just. So like incredibly obvious that you're being put in a position like to not succeed like how quick does locker fall apart and imagine like on top of that imagine being like a like an nhl head coach in that situation like i'm getting paid x amount of dollars to do this like this is my livelihood and my general manager is pretty much doing everything in his power to make sure that i don't win you know what I'm saying? And I mean, I, I don't know. It's and like that. I think those, like those teams are like, just not necessarily teams, but like that situation is just like, I love to be like, and I obviously been around some teams and stuff like that, but never an NHL team tanking for a first overall draft pick or whatever. But I love to be like fly on the wall in some of those locker. And he's out. Yeah. Well, I mean, basically, like other people have said, it's not the guys in the room that are tanking; it's it's management. So yeah, like oh, yeah. that's that's more what I mean by like why teams aren't tanking. Like if you're a GM, why wouldn't you be just like 
trading every asset you have for picks and like like basically what Chicago did just yep. offload everyone to where you physically can't put out a, a decent team. So no, I get it. I get it. Anything else, Kyle? Um, no speaking. Can I just touch on that uh, that Chicago that Chicago thing one more second? Yeah, I don't absolutely. know if anyone caught it. I don't know if anyone caught it, but the throw-in in that Patrick Kane trade was a uh, a former Odessa Jackalope. Cooper's no Zach. way. Mm. Yeah. Who well, is I'll, it? D <clears throat> man. I got one more for you guys tonight. Uh, in terms of Chicago, the rumor is, and I guess we'll find out after this pod is released, but uh, supposedly Scott Foster is dressing tonight in Chicago. For TSN. Yes. I wonder what would have happened. Uh, supposedly uh, a Cam Talbot, it says, is a very late scratch with a minor LB injury. Um, and Stauber's still up? Well, He's dressing for the Sens. He's dressing for the Sens. So, oh, okay, never mind. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <clears throat> but yeah, hell yeah, know. the accountant's back, baby. Yeah, I mean, he's probably the best ebug statistic wise of all time. The guy, I I believe, had like two saves, ten Seven shots saves. or something. Yeah, he had shots. Yeah, yeah. um, that <clears throat> I don't want to take anything away from David Ayers and Kyle. Maybe you can speak more to this, but I thought what. Scott Foster was slightly more impressive, but David was, Ayers just blew up. Well, Foster was way more impressive, but Ayers just was in Toronto against Toronto and like, like there's Zamboni driver. Foster yeah, is actually just, like just, a legit hockey player too. Like played yeah. Michigan Tech or whatever. <laughs> Western Michigan, baby. Go Broncos. Broncos, babes. AKA Western Michigan. Um well, yeah, no, I I like these 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 conversations we're having. I think in terms of uh, you know getting back into it, we just we really got to hash out and we gotta we gotta let people know what our takes are and stuff. Kyle, do you have anything else? I mean, I guess we can get into the trades and we can start it off with the quickie thing. Um, I mean, obviously, when I first saw it, I just was like refreshing Twitter every two seconds, trying to like be like, it's a prank, hey, it's a prank. <laughs> What's going on? Where's he going? All this stuff. So I also read a lot of online comments. And my feeling at the end of it all is obviously I understand it's a business. And obviously I understand like teams need to do stuff to move on for the future. But the way the Kings did it was so wrong and so just embarrassing as an organization to not even inform your Hall of Fame goaltender that you're going to move him. That's what pissed me off, and that's what's wrong, and that's why I have a, a huge grudge. And everyone online comments like, "Oh, then he should have had a no trade clause." No, that's not part of it. Like, he he's in the last year of his deal. Like, he knows there's a chance he get traded. It's just the the principle of like not telling him and then trading him to the bottom feeder team in the league, where like you're basically just telling him, "Go screw yourself, go retire." Like, that's what pissed me off. So, yeah. Well, that well, they, did you hear too that uh, none of the players knew, and it was after the game that he was yes. told. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what I mean. Brutal. Like, they, and and the whole room was like bombed out. So like, number one, 
I think everyone in that room would have been perfectly content going into playoffs with him either as a like a one B or a backup. Like it just seems like like he's a he is an LA King. They have a good thing going in, in that room. Don't change anything. And him for Corpusalo to me makes no sense. I get the Gavrikov edition, like that's definitely gonna help the team, but like You're forgetting money. You're forgetting the cap. No, I know, but I, I'm what I'm saying is like the trade wasn't that good to me where it's like, okay, like that's why they didn't tell him, that's why they sent him there, and that's why they screwed him. Like it's not like they got like two first rounders. Yeah, or even say like uh uh Olmark or Swayman or like someone else who you're like, okay, this guy's gonna come in and like there's a reason we're bringing this guy in. Yeah. Like you got an an average goalie at a slightly better cap hit. Corby's like the best goal in the NHL over like the last 15 games, statistically. He's actually he's pretty nasty. Though I mean, what? I'm just I'm I'm playing devil's advocate here. I think (laughs) no chance, devil's advocate. You're wearing your blue jackets on your no, but like, (laughs) dude, my whole my whole point my whole point is how do you not talk to this guy who like literally stole you two cups like even if the plan is like okay like like we're gonna trade him there like tell him first be like hey um we got a good offer here we're gonna try to move you and then he'd be like no i don't want to go there and then they'd be like okay let's see if we can work in a third team to get you a home like la did not do anything to find him a home they were just like see ya like hit the road um the thing that I was told after talking to some of my buddies was like, this is real dev- devil's advocate Moiser is uh, at the end of the day, like Kyle, I'm 100% in, you know, I'm on your team and I'm on your side and on your camp with this quickie camp. Um, What happened was shitty, but at the end of the day, Blake's got to do what he has to do for the betterment of that organization and franchise. Right. Did, is that the right way to do it? No, but, but no, like, but- I'm going to hundred percent disagree with you because there's a difference between doing what's right for the franchise and like, at least being like upfront and honest about it. Like, like I said, I have no problem with trading it. Like I get it. You trade them. And even I don't, I understand the fact that like, yeah, maybe Columbus was where you get the best return, but like, how do you not tell the guy? Like, how do you not, how does it come out after the game, which they won by the way. And like the whole team finds out at once, like that's, that's embarrassing. Yeah, I don't know. That's a it's a real tough bounce. Um, but uh, I don't know where I was going with that. I do I, have a question, well, but I want to see what Evan has to say. I think half of it is like you got to think about what happens when you do tell a guy something like that. It's like okay, then you tell him, and I mean, I don't really know him personally, but I'd assume he'd go to the media and be pissed off about it, and he. Other players would probably be vocal about it, and then it just turns into a big shitstorm. And I mean, it probably, probably is a shitstorm still, but it's probably a much more controlled shitstorm. But I, I don't know. I just, I think uh, it's hard, to, and it's hard to tell a guy like early like that, and then all of a sudden it's just like he shuts down, he gets pissed off, he throws a fit, and I don't know necessarily if he would do that. But I think just in general, I feel like. Yeah, you tell him, and then, okay, maybe he takes it like I understand, or maybe he takes it and gets pissed off. And I think, like, 
if you're ma- if you're like on the management side of things, you're just like, all right, let's just try and keep this under the radar. And then when it happens, it happens. Like we would have had to clean up trading him regardless of if we told them or not. I, I do sense. I know it does. Uh, so, I mean, here's my other thought though. Like if we're looking at LA, this move doesn't do anything for LA next year because Gavrikov is a uh, UFA. He's got a house so, in Miami he wants to use. So like, and and the pick went to Columbus. So like, LA. In my opinion, LA is not winning the cup this year. Like the East is stacked, and I wouldn't even put them as a top three team in the West. So that's where I'm confused. Of like, why would you go through all? Like clearly, there was going to be backlash when you, even if they did the trade correctly, like people were going to be mad that they traded quick away. That's just a fact. So <laughs> like, why go through all this just for like a short term? chance at like or a very bad chance at winning the cup this year like you know yeah because because realistically this this season can end or they can get most likely bounced first round and they could lose uh or i don't know what corpus hollow has left on his deal but i know they said Gavikov. he's kind of one by one so this he's a after this year i think he's ufa so they could both end up leaving yeah and Which Kavikov, I think, wants to leave. Right. He already said that. But so they could lose Gavrikov, Corpusala, and they gave up a first round and a third round and, and then quick. So like I don't know. That's why I'm I'm very shocked, I guess. Like it just doesn't make sense to me. Maybe they thought maybe they thought Gavrikov would uh would pan out and want to stay. I'm That's sure they I'm sure they thought that. I'm just saying like the the stuff they went through to which this whole thing could really backfire and I'm already just like man, Quickie would have for sure like finished out this year and whether they won a round or not, like people would have he would have gotten like a good, you know, farewell in LA and then next year he would have signed somewhere else and like I just feel like LA gave up so much for really like Nothing that makes that much sense to do. Did they give up an? I didn't even really look at the trade that deep, deeply. Did they give up an actual first rounder or conditional it's, first? It's rounder? A, a conditional first rounder and then a third rounder. Okay, so if it's conditional, I bet the condition is just crazy. I'd have to look at it, but yeah. Um, in other news, I saw this on Twitter. Uh, in the in the depths of Twitter, but uh, this is uh, word for word. I guess not for word for word, but this is what Quickie had said after the trade. He's feeling very inspired. So the thing that I'm excited about is how this shook down for a two-time Stanley Cup champion uh, in LA. That you know will go down like you said. He's a Hall of Famer, one of the top U.S.-born goaltenders. To get dealt like this is really shit, but. Fuck, am I excited to see what happens next with Vegas? With him being like, you want to talk about taking a guy who I don't want to call it stagnant, but I guess that's the only word that comes to mind. But like, you know, he's been there, he's been comfortable. Now there's a big shakeup, new environment, new team. What the fuck is going to happen next? You know, dude, and a and a good chance that LA meets Vegas at some point in the playoffs. Like that's the craziest thing. Yeah, because I mean, as of right now. 
Um, Vegas is one and LA is two. So um, depending on Vegas could drop, it could be a two, three or LA can drop and it can be a one, four. Like there's a, there's a good chance they could meet first round in playoffs, which is just crazy to think about. And uh, who knows if, if quickie starts for Vegas, I don't know what the situation is for uh, Logan Thompson. I'd assume he's definitely the starter once he's healthy. Um, but yeah, I mean, Quickie's definitely gonna be motivated, especially if it's LA. So, where's that roster at? Where's LT at with all that? He's injured right now. That's why they acquired. Him. They're what? down, and, and Brassois got injured. So it's literally Aiden Hill and Quickie right now. Um, until anyone comes mm-hmm. back. What well, your third the... guy is probably Yuri Patera. After that, if Isaiah. God forbid one of those guys get injured. Yeah, Savvy's. Savvy's up in Hendersonville right now. He's knocking on the door. So what is LB out with? Do you guys know? For Was it lower body? Yes, it's not coming up. Um. Anyways, I was just kind of curious to see what their, what their situation is. But yeah, <clears throat> feeling very inspired. Do you guys? Is there is? Am I the only one that had the thought that Vegas and Columbus were in talks, possibly behind closed doors, off oh, the record? Yeah. To move this, hundred percent where they were before because Columbus, I don't think wanted his. No, Columbus said they didn't want him, and and honestly though, props to uh, Yarmo Kekalainen, like, like such a just a good guy move to, you know, try to. He came out and said like we just wanted to try to like, you know, put him somewhere he'd be happy and a chance at a cup, which like. And we're sending him right back to the fucking West. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing is like Columbus had the, like, that's what I was saying. Like the only way that deal would have worked money wise is if Columbus took him. Yeah. So that was like why all of it shook down. I feel like, I feel like if there was no salary cap that like he would never got traded. You know what I'm saying? I feel out like, of LA. Yeah. Out of LA. He would like, if there was no salary <laughs> cap, you would have never got traded. It was the cap hits that. Oh, I disagree because you can, you can do anything with cap. Reta- yeah, you would know with Kucherov. Like, <clears throat> no, that's different. But, like, I'm talking about trades. Like, <clears throat> dude, if they wanted to, they could have got uh, <clears throat> Gavrikov and, and whatever player they wanted to on a retained salary. Like, p- teams have been doing that all year. So, But I think that's half the thing is Columbus didn't want to have to retain the salary. So if they just took Quickie. And then turn. No, they already did though. How much? Fifty percent of Quickie. To move him. Well, that's one. Well, yeah, you're right. I guess Gavrikov's done too. So, well, that's my point. They could have just held fifty percent of Gavrikov or something. Like it's this. It, the money's the same amount of money. It doesn't matter what player it's attached to. So that's why I don't know. I, that's what I'm just confused about. Is like why not just trade like the picks for Gavrikov at fifty percent salary, and then you can still keep Quickie there. But now, hypothetically speaking, what if this was in the script that was given to each player and each team at the beginning of the season? Well, it was because the script was already made and sent out. So whatever has happened, it was in the script, obviously. <laughs> so I love I love how everybody's acting outraged and the teams are upset. Quickie's upset. But at the Ooh. end of the day, every stall, you know, dry stall had a, you know, fucking binder full of all. Yeah. The oh, also. At the end of the day, uh, major shout out to Vegas Equipment guys because the the uh, 
little artwork they did on his mask was genius. Looks sick. They just covered up the like wrap, right? But they didn't wrap the whole thing. That's what I loved is like they literally you kept as much paint on as possible and just wrapped over the L.A. and turned the L.A. into VGK. Well, those are like two super similar like teams, I feel like, too, with their colors and like their scheme and everything like Kings and Knights. You know what I'm saying? And like he kind of had he his helmet was already in his helmet matched. I know. But I'm saying like pretty. I don't know. I just liked on their part, just the quick like. Effort. you know change the letters and it it looks mm-hmm. it looks clean like like i if if i didn't already see his helmet before like you could almost think that was the paint job yeah because did it, you see the pad wrap locker though yeah the the pad wrap <laughs> it looked a lot like u of m yellow <laughs> the, the pad wrap and the um the shell he had he had a ccm shell on and it was like three sizes too yeah. big it just it looked yanking the belt over yuck um this does bring up a good question for all of us because more of us are in the gear than we are actually playing the position and being good at it um jonathan quick knight's helmet for the la kings going to the vegas golden knights he's going back to the v4 graphic from his cup run vegas colors mask though do you keep the night themed mask or do you go with something new you know what i mean i keep new it I'd, I'd go back to i'd go back to give his, me the battle armor yeah i was gonna say go back to the battle armor the the og look which i don't think is happening because i saw dave arts painting this one again and i believe copyright reasons he can't do it but that's what I want to see. Actually, no, I think you are right that that paint job is copyrighted by whoever it, was doing that. It is. Uh, I Candy Air, who they're they're great. Um, can you can you do that, Kyle? Could you copyright like a paint job? Copyright mine, Kyle, just for fun. <laughs> so you can, but like <laughs> you you can copyright it, but you're really not like getting like. It's First just keeping all, from anyone from using the creative. Well, but it doesn't is what I'm trying to say is like you still see how many quick lookalike paint jobs that are done. And like you, because it's like a one for one, it's like in terms of suing people and in law, like if somebody mass produced it right and made a bunch of money on it, you can sue them for the money. But like, let's say I go make a exact spot battle armor one and sell it and like i get sued like the most they're gonna get is they're gonna have to go through all these lawyer fees and Your headaches credit limit. Get, like a thousand bucks yeah so like it, it probably deters people from doing stuff with it but like at the end of the day i don't think it's like completely stopping anyone from Maybe. if some if a little kid likes quick and wants his mask painted like quicks like someone will do Could it, it. Could it mainly be to protect anybody from taking his art and putting it back on him in the NHL, more or less? Maybe that was the goal. It could be, yeah. I mean, that's, that's major, that's... major uh, landscape or exposure. I guess I don't know. Yeah, possibly, but I mean, at the same time, even when Dave Art took over Quickie's uh, paint jobs, like his first one was pretty similar to the yeah. Battle Armor one. So, like, how, like, how, how? What does battle armor mean? Is that like the exact paint job, or does that mean no one can paint a helmet to look like a knight's helmet on a goalie mask? You know what I mean? And does that involve colors? What if you did the same thing and it's gold? Yeah, exactly. So 
This all just screams like remember Marty Broder's helmet for the blues? It still had like the little like devil flames on the side of yeah. the chin or whatever. Yeah. Like I just I don't know. I just pictured that, but with some gold Vegas in it. Colors, and, like, yeah. logo. That'd be sick. That'd be sick. <clears throat> Hang on, here's a tangent. Did anyone else hear a conversation on NHL network or fuck what ESPN or something? Marty Brodeur is not as good a goalie as people think he was. He was great because of the team he was on. <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, GGSU, I think, was going off on it. I didn't follow it too much. I mean, they they also said Pricer has, like, the best numbers of a goalie all time. But, like, in my opinion, cups and winning in, like, clutch scenarios kind of trumps numbers in some situations. Like, obviously not all together, but, like, I don't know, man. Broder had three cups and he still had very good numbers. So, like, even if he had the best team in front of him, that's it's still a pretty damn good accomplishment. <clears throat> well, hang on here, though. With that being said, if we're going to compare those two, I'm going to go quickie to quickie to price. Quickie's goals against right now as he's currently playing, but lifetime average is 2.46, save percentage 911. Pricer was 2.51. And 0.917 with 42,000 minutes played. Quickies at 43,000 minutes, roughly. Um, you want to talk about numbers being similar? Those are very, very close. And yeah. You want to talk about that point you just made? Championships well, and cups. Quickie, to me, it's no question. Quickies ahead of price. Like, I mean, for one, I understand that you can say, "Oh, you know, Price carried the Canadians." Don't forget, L.A. was the last team to clinch playoffs as an eighth seed. They Quickie was not riding any sick team in front of him. Like, he stole. He completely stole a Stanley Cup. So, right there, argument's over. Jonathan Quick's the best goalie in the league. <laughs> Maybe not currently, but. <laughs> Simply put, yeah, we need a Pricer fan on here. We need a Hardo. I don't know any POD like that because I write them off in my life, but um... – yeah, well, the I only price argument, price, dude. the only price argument people say is, "Oh, gold medals." Yeah, and he he played for the best hockey team to ever be in the Olympics. So, if you want to talk about anything about playing with a good team, Team Canada in the Olympics is a juggernaut. Yeah, Moise, you were gonna say something? Oh, I just said I used to love Price. Yeah, I back in your can- can- Canada days. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. That CCME Flex two set was, I was a lot like. I was forced to wear. I was forced to wear those, Everett. Don't forget. Well, you were Brian's guy before that, so. Yeah, it was. Well, technically, I was. I wasn't forced, but that was where I got the best deal. That was my NAPHL discount. Um, I'm not even gonna <laughs> lie, Moiser. It's funny, like looking back at that. The reason you were here is just having a good relationship. Because I think you said something along the lines, like, regardless of what happens when I'm at Ohio State, I'm going to wear stuff. I just got to figure it out and try it. And uh, now look at you. Now I wear Vaughn always. Beauty for life. I'm head I'm head to ankle. Head to ankle, yeah. <laughs> Did you get into the new Bauer skate, the little rocker thing? But, absolutely not. Oh, you're missing out. I'm, I'm old. You still tie your skates? Yeah, it's high. But see, that's such a Kyle quote too, because I could see Kyle just being like, "I'm regardless of how they work, I'm done with laces. I'm just gonna buckle up." Dude, I used to, I did buckles before Bauer even did it. 
I went and bought the conversion kit and like I that was like well you know Ev like in high school all I did was play with my gear so like if I could figure out how to not have like tie the toe ties like I was I was on the velcro train instantly and then I also I did all velcro straps before that was even a thing and you guys were like I don't I don't think we can do a pad without you, leather straps. We need you, we need the the buckles. I remember. Well, it was the V set, right? It was the V yeah, set. Yeah, I did one. Time. I did one before that too. The um the vertical stitch with like the three different color zones, and that was like literally the first pad Von Custom Sports ever made without any leather straps. I think I remember that because I was like, man, I don't know how this is gonna work. Yeah. <laughs> came a long way i mean th- those things i remember like they would be flopping all around too because at that point i think we did like literally one velcro at the knee and one velcro at the shin yeah. and that was like all the pad had and um yeah well, none I- of those were built to be internal besides the knee like the knee locks you in if you go around uh but like you had nothing in the shin that like really pulled you in and it was just fucking no that's what i mean and there was no there's no <laughs> There's no RRC yet, and I don't, and I didn't even use like toe ties because I had the bungee things on there. So like those those pads were were barely hanging on. But um, I don't know. I felt I felt felt Elite. good. Yeah. Um. Whatever happened to that capstone project you had to do where you built the pad? Did you ever actually do that? Yeah, they got built. They're um. I mean, they're probably in the garage somewhere, sitting in like a bag or a box. Um, what did you just do? Build a core? Did you like do a whole real pad? No, we did everything. Every like the core was built. Um, so like sewed graphics on there and everything. Uh, oh. did the strapping. Like it, it was. It came out really cool. Um, the the weight was originally it was supposed to like save a ton of weight and um the. The you problem was it like, at ten pounds. No, I'd say it was pretty close to what a stock pad, pad was at the time, around like the V, probably around like the V four era, anyway. So Ooh, like, so, yeah, we're talking like ten pounds, right? Yeah, they were heavy. But like, and the whole kind of idea behind it was if we try this, I had I found like a new foam, which yeah. is basically what the pad is now, anyways. Like it was a it was a foam core, kind of similar to what Vaughn and Bauer and everyone's doing, like a single higher density foam rather than the stuffed things which at the time nobody did so i was on the right track but the problem was the foam i got still wasn't hard enough so by the time like we stuffed it and added the plastics like it ended up weighing the same as the v4 anyways so you put plastic in it for stiffness whatever was on the front um i think it was like a hard a hard plastic that went kind of on the outside of the foam okay um, I just like low key how you're just trying to be like you're low key sneaking in that you were just fucking uh being an innovator and being on the cutting edge. I like that a lot. I hundred percent. First of all, my ideas were ten years ahead of where the current pads were. It was just He's a visionary. Mind. Yeah, and and honestly, you know what? I was I was in a high school dorm room working with my own sewing machine. So to even Purdue, I'll send the pictures. We can post them because like they look like a goalie pad. We took them out on the ice. I wore them like they they performed to an extent. Like for for a seventeen year old whipping something up in a dorm room, like it. I in, in, a, in the I, middle of buttfuck nowhere where you can't yeah. get materials. It's impressive. 
I'm still impressed. So I mean, I just picture this being like you know, well, I you wouldn't do this at prep school. Painter might be when like people would do the you built a boat out of fucking cardboard and you had to sail it across like your high school's pool. I just see it going like once, twice, and on that third pad save it just explodes. <laughs> no, dude, these things are. I'll send you videos and pictures. They're the most durable pad you've ever seen. I can't wait. <laughs> the stitch work isn't like, uh, you know, I mean, some of the lines aren't perfect, but like the thing is. Instead might, of, you, you, of Kineski, it could have been Conan. <laughs> What's that? Instead of Kineski, it could have been Conan. Yeah, no, I, I, the biggest thing I learned from it was I don't want to get into a pad manufacturer. That's that's what I learned at the end of the day. <laughs> you finished putting together while wow, this sucked. Yeah. I also my my biggest thing, uh one of the most innovative two most innovative things about my pad was the Y strap, which was uh went around the calf and it was basically a nylon clip. Um but it just didn't really make sense because I made it out of like the the inch thick thing. So like needed to be wider. Yeah, it should have been way wider. And then I, <clears throat> my other sick idea was um, an adjustable leg channel. So you could change the width of the leg channel if you wanted it like narrow or wide or, or standard based on like your style of play. Cause like, I mean, obviously, like not everyone goes the custom route. So I was thinking like, oh, like kids could get this and Velcro in and out like where they want their leg channel to be. So. So what you're telling me is I should go to a prep school right now and find a diehard gear nerd goalie and bring him in because a, a kid between the ages of 16 to 18 are going to have is, is going to have the most innovative no. ideas. No, I'm sitting right here. It's it's all in my head. No, you're you're past your prime though. Now I'm not. You, I I bet you I could come up with even better ideas right now. My mind is. <laughs> I can't I can't deliver them in person, but I can give you the ideas to change to revolutionize to your game. Just like when we did the magnet pad. I love those straps. That no, no, oh, no, 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 no. We did an April, April We did Fools. an April timeout. We did an April Fool's one, but there were three elements from that pad that I think you could plug into a pad and it would be better than stuff that's out there. So not the magnet thing, that'll never work. No, no, our oh. that that was a joke. The joke, <laughs> the joke was to save weight. We made a strapless pad, and there were going to be magnets in the shin, and then you'd put on like a compression <laughs> base layer with magnets in it. That would that's what would hold the pad to your leg. And I had players going, I don't know how that's going to work, but I want to yeah. try it. Yeah. <laughs> no, but we also the other thing we did, which honestly I think would kind of be cool, is we we like reverse thinned out the um the outer roll i think we did like a made it like thicker a, no no we we it went from like oh from the outside the, down and then angled in it it angled <laughs> no no it angled from the boot up to the thigh so like towards the boot it was a full knee roll and then as it got up to the top of the pad like above the shin there was no no outer roll like it, but it, it looked sick because in the graphic I made, I tapered it down. So it looked, it actually looked like really clean. It just didn't really make any sense. But I was like, oh, this. Well, and then we branded it like the zero or the. No, it know. was it was the SLRX. No, I know. Oh, I, mean, I remember. We, we came up with um. 
Oh, the like, tech names. The tech, the tech names for everything, and it was it was hilarious. But yeah. Oh man, back when we were young, to have innovative minds. <clears throat> yeah, Kyle so has his apparently, but. Oh yeah, I I mess with everything in my gear. I just started taking out um the second chin strap piece because like it always just gets in my way. So I'm waiting to see if that backfires at any point. But in your um, mask. Well, you know how it has like I have the chin cup oh. and the chin strap, and then there's a second strap that comes underneath. Oh, see, I haven't seen one. Of, I don't have any of the. It's not in. It's not in a Vaughn. Yeah, actually. no, it's like a. Not... It's all the other retail ones because they yeah. have to have the under one. Yeah, so I took that out, and it feels amazing. It's just like super easy to just like pull up on your head now, and um, get a couple quick flick downs. Yeah, yeah, cut some weight out. You know. <laughs> yeah. Gotta be elite with that, you yeah. know, reading through the windows on the backside. Um, actually, you know, it was crazy. I had an Eddie mask and I finally got a cat eye for it. And then I think my chin cup was falling out or it was ripping or something, and I cut it out. And I was playing with nothing and no sling, like two grass. Scary. Looking yeah, back you, at it, you definitely got to at least have the sling in front because your teeth could be gone. Well, yeah, you take one end of the chin. And then yeah. the bottom cut of the mask just comes up and takes yeah. the chiclets out. So I got lucky. I just have incredible yeah. hands at that time. So it was just everything in front, cross the body grabs, top yeah. right shoulder, grab, face, grab, no big deal. So um, you got anything else there, Kyle? Uh, I just had a funny story. I, I think I, Far away. I don't know if I told you yet, but um, the other the other day at practice – we were doing um or actually it was morning skate and we were doing a drill where they dump it in <clears throat> behind the net and the goalie comes out and plays it and then there's a D on each side of you and one of them will communicate like, you know, either here or backhand, forehand, whatever, and you move it quick, they break it out, go to the other end and shoot. Now, <clears throat> at an NHL pace, this was very challenging. Um and and to be fair, uh, on this part I, I have said Real quick, what? before you continue your story, when's the last time you stopped the dumping in a beer league game, if ever? A lot, because like oh. I said, I play the puck all the time. Like, okay, never mind. If guys, if guys like miss the sh- net on a shot, I'll try to go play it. Sometimes I'm just, okay. I I live for that. So, um, <laughs> basically, I did like three to five, I'd say, of the first ones, like NHL level, so clean, like stopped it got my head up, heard who was calling for it, passed to him, unreal. So next one that comes in, I don't know what happened. I kind of like my skate just dug in the ice a little bit. I didn't get a full like stride to the boards. And I just, I got there kind of slow and I just couldn't stop the puck clean. So like it kind of hit my stick and went into my skates. And then I had to turn around, find the puck. Like it, it felt like, a whole minute where I'm like just trying to get the puck out of my oh, feet. They're looking, they're looking, they're watching. Yeah, and like the whole team's just waiting on me to like move the puck, and eventually, and then like I panicked too when I passed it. I missed the guy's tape by like three feet, so I'm just like, oh my god! Like it was so, it was so embarrassing. And, like I could tell, like it, it just messed up the whole drill. So then, the next couple, I'm like, okay, like I'm not, I'm not gonna be the reason why like morning skate doesn't go good. So. 
the next few, like I just started, like as soon as I see the guy kind of wind up for the dump in, like I leave the crease and I go to stop it and it worked great. Like I'm getting there early, stopping it clean, getting my head up, making the pass. Well, obviously they kind of see what's going on and some guy decides to just teach me another lesson. And as soon as he winds up, I go I'm right behind the net and at, literally I'm standing fully behind the net as the puck is shot on net and just goes dead center on the ice into the net. And then, and everyone's watching that too and laughing and clapping their sticks. And I'm like, you guys are assholes. Like I, I was doing this not to cheat the drill, but out out of like, I'm not going to be the guy to slow down the practice. So, but yeah, it ended up being uh, quite the humbling experience of my puck playing abilities. I mean, Kyle, you're in a lose-lose because you're at a skate for the NHL, NHL caliber, talent, speed, everything. Um, and, like, it's you know, it's not like you played college, like, D1 NCAA and then, like, minor leagues. So, like, the adjustment from, like, a coast guy to getting into the NHL and then being, like, a practice guy and stopping those rims, like – yeah, there's hiccups. They're not as good as like Vassy's gonna be, but you know they'll pick it up pretty quick. But coming from the Acha and then having to go do that, and then when you're trying to cheat just to keep things moving along and keep the practice going, and they fucking say not not today, you little fucking yeah. shit. Watch this. Yeah, that's so fucking funny. Well, the best part too was uh, so um, Vassy didn't even skate that day. Like he just was kind of resting. So um, I, I I didn't even see him out there or whatever, and then after practice like i do my normal stretch cool down shower um and then i went to go get lunch and i'm sitting at just eating which by the way i can't complain like steak and shrimp and yeah, unbelievable lunch and shit. and vassy comes up behind me and he's like i heard about your puck playing <laughs> i guess that was the talk of the of the day <laughs> it made its way to vassy so yeah everyone got a good laugh out of it but um that's I'm tough. Just, just there to to boost the confidence. Hey man, if, if you can be a morale booster, that's fucking that's being basically Elmer. So yeah, yeah. so I get a re- redemption tomorrow morning. So we'll see how it goes. Um, doing morning skate again. So I'm gonna be prepared. I'm gonna be. I'm not gonna cheat the drill, and I'm just gonna get behind the net as quick as I can. So yeah. The way I've been trying to teach my kids when they go to do the drills, the goalies is like, I'm a big fan. Like if it's, they're not at that level yet, but I'm trying to teach them to be at the level when a hard rim comes in to like, go get it and like not jump into the glass, but like jump into the glass, like do whatever you can to make a stop and make a play, stop it. And then, you know, make a pass. So tomorrow you got to fucking go all out, hit a crossover fly to the wall and just fucking throw your whole body to the glass. Well, yeah, I mean, that wasn't the, the issue. Like, I've, I'm getting to each puck. It's just a matter of, like, there's a difference between stopping it behind the net and, like, controlling it behind the net. Yeah. So I'm stopping it every time, but it's, like, when Vassy or Elliot does it, like, they just settle it so fast and, like, have their head up and ready to go. And for me, it's, like, yeah, I can – get back there and have it hit me and drop down. But then it's a matter of like, now I got to get my feet set. I got to get my head up, got to make a play and like put the stick on your blade. Yeah. That's the part where like, I never realized, especially like I said, in beer league, I'll go do it. And I probably honestly have like five to 10 seconds to do whatever I want. Cause there's no, yeah, there's no pressure. So, um, 
Yeah, and I don't Instead, think we you even... got Kucherov flying down on the four track trying to fucking chase. Yeah, and I, the other thing I was gonna say is beer league. I don't think we have the the trapezoids. Like I think I can play it wherever I want. Whereas oh, like out so there, as a practice guy, you have to play within the trap. Yeah, I mean, Ooh. kind of right. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, it's just like a football practice squad. You're not gonna go out there and play any differently than the yeah. other team that they're gonna go play does. So yeah, fuck, that's hilarious. So. <laughs> I love yeah. that they just shit on the fucking the e bus. <laughs> yeah, it's uh... like that's it's kind of bullshit, but uh, it's funny. Way she goes. So, Way hey, she you goes, got man. anything? Oh, we had uh, the largest select tournament in the history of Omaha hockey come through this weekend through our rink. So we were up. I worked from eleven to eight thirty Friday, six a.m. to like two thirty. And 6 a.m. to 2.30 again on Saturday and Sunday. And I had select parents being just the worst to to us and our staff sometimes. And then, like, parents just bitching about me uh, examining the ice not the right way. Yeah. You went clockwise. You were supposed to go counterclockwise, you fucking idiot. Yeah. I was – Uh, so the first game we had Sunday – was like 10 minutes behind because their kids couldn't get the idea out of their head that laying on the ice and faking an injury isn't really cool. And it only slows the game down because these kids would lay on the ice for like three, four minutes and then they just pop up and keep playing. Yeah. And I was absolutely zooming and I left like the smallest little line up the ice. Well, the game that was after that was kind of ending. And as I'm walking down, as I'm passing by one of these geezers, fucking turns his head he goes do better on the ice cut next time buddy i go i want to turn around i had some nasty things to say at the that moment because i'm tired i don't want to be there but i just kept walking and i was like oh i could have said something pretty mean but hey you gotta start fighting you have to start fighting the public if you I don't fight did the you, public they're not gonna you, respect you did you realize you missed the section while you were yeah. out there it was on the last like little down line because the overlap was messed up and it was about like yay big. I know, but I I'm like, like I... you were were you did you pull the zam off and then you're like, Oh, I missed it or out there you're like, Oh, missed the line. Yeah, as I was going down, I was like, Yeah, fuck, I missed it. Oh well. So I, I I put that on you, man. I'm with the guy in the no stands. Way. If you're a Zam driver, if you know you miss it, like take a lap, fix do it right. Like what we're talking about a 30 second difference for you to just hit that the rest of the line. I mean, dude, as, as a beer league hero, I got, especially cause it's usually like the middle of the crease. They always miss. And that just screws up my whole night. Cause like I can't slide and it just throws everything. It up. wasn't in the crease. It was like right after the blue line. It was the tiniest little I, slit just... up the middle of the ice. But it was like, man, I'm our, we're behind schedule. We need to get back on schedule. But I was, it was tough not to say something pretty harsh to him because his son's playing select hockey in the state of Nebraska. We had seventy eight teams select, this weekend. Wait, is select like travel or house league? It's travel. It's oh, so yeah, that's on you, man. You no, that's those kids aren't going to go to the NHL because of you. Now you shit. Yeah. Sorry, they wasted $1,200 for their kids to play in the states of Iowa, Nebraska, and South Dakota, and I messed up their ice cut. <laughs> yeah. And then hey. we had like a coach or two get ejected because they were yeah. just being dickheads to refs. 
good. That's how, that's how they're supposed to be. Refs are there just to verbally abuse. Um, I do have a question, though, real quick. So, Kyle, you might notice this in your game, something that's very annoying. The Zamboni drivers always – I don't know what this is. I think it's chopping the snow, right? Clearing out the augers. Yeah, so the snow can come up. And they always fucking chop the snow right through the crease, and then as they leave, you can see the divots. Is that not a thing, Evan? No? It, it usually shouldn't. It shouldn't touch like that unless they have the ice leveler on their Zam. Yeah, no, I think I think that's just when you take a corner, the ice kind of comes out. It? Okay. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I start but I don't usually you're clearing that. that. And most of the time through the crease now, every time I see it at a lot of the rinks, guys come up through the crease and then there's like these jagged diagonal lines. And I'm like, what the? Yeah. I always thought it was from the guy pumping. They should also point. probably fix their uh, blade depth. Their yeah. blade's probably a little off. We, we, we had a, a really old blade on one of our Zams and uh, it's already kind of a rough rank to begin with. And it was literally so bad that like shots from the point on the ice were getting deflected from the ice. Like, isn't that, isn't just... that the best? Oh yeah. It's, I love it. It's coming in <laughs> at a fucking laser on the ice and just boom, rocket yeah. to the moon. Oh man. You guys got anything else? Christmas tree still up. If anybody's yeah. betting on it. Um, oh, I'm a, I'm officially like a Florida man now. I have a jet ski, so um, I saw that. That's also so why drag. I'm in a better mood. <laughs> you you never see someone frowning on a jet ski. That's for sure. No, no, yeah. I mean, definitely a lot more work than I thought, but like, I'm not gonna complain. What do you Happy. mean work? You Insert just... the clip of Kenny Powers. I just didn't know, like, at the end, you have, you have to, like, um, you hook up, like, a hose to it and flush the, the whole oh, system. Oh, you got to flush the system. Yeah, yeah, Cause yeah. We're, I guess because we're saltwater, maybe maybe you don't on, like, a lake. But, yeah, I guess it's – I mean, it's not nothing crazy, but – I think you know. in terms of engine treatment and, like, just keeping the – not engine treatment, but keeping everything clean and running well, it's always just good to do shit like that. So, yeah. Um, so, well, congrats, Florida boy. That's about it. Um, wish me luck at – Morning skate tomorrow, playing the pucks, and uh, I wish we had live barn because if you did, I'd I'd probably tune in on that just to see so, you throwing yourself in. There's actually the funny thing is, there's always like they do like a special thing with groups of people where like they'll bring in a hundred people of some organization or something oh, that to get see practice. watch practice, and like I was like like oh geez like that's the that's the other funny part is they all stand like where we come out and ask for high fives and pictures and autographs and i always, I always joke with like um the equipment guys there i'm like oh they definitely don't know who i am because they're all trying to take a picture with me like wait wait till the pucks start coming they'll, <laughs> they'll change their mind but why doesn't uh, he catch anything yeah so uh yeah that's about it cool painter kyle Moiser had to leave early for a pipe burst at the bar for uh for Not usual. Fun. Um but guys, thanks for hopping on and uh we'll we'll reconvene at some other date when we need to. Yeah. Oh, Sweet. uh, not that anyone gives a shit, but uh, humble brag, finished a thousand piece puzzle in under nine hours by myself. So just gonna throw that out there. That a boy. I couldn't I wouldn't even know if that's good time or not. So I think it's pretty sick. Thousand pieces, nine hours. 
what's what's the piece per hour on that though? Because I bet it makes it seem pretty slow. So hey, thousand, let's see, let's see let's your see. one semester ass do a puzzle. I'd love to see that, Kyle. <laughs> okay, so that's that's one point eight five pieces a minute. That's that's like impressive. I feel like when I think about when you tell me what yeah, actually I'm gonna say two, I'm gonna say it's impressive because that's not accounting for any like food breaks or like bathroom breaks or or were you accounting for, like that's no, not included I, in the nine hours. I legit have become so obsessed with puzzles in the last couple of weeks to the point where like Saturday I sat in my basement from like two to nine for seven hours straight and I did it. And then I finished the next day. It was pretty fucking sick. That's pretty so. good. That's actually really good time, I'll, I'll say. Because let's say you take a, a few breaks for, for water, food, bathroom. Like, you're almost at two pieces a minute. I'm going to text Hannah and tell her, hey, you know, it'd be a great date idea one Saturday night. Get a puzzle going with Kyle. Oh. <laughs> and she's going to be fully on board. And before you know it, you're going to be doing a fucking puzzle, buddy. Yeah, we. Uh, I got a this this game night thing for like date nights because like i hate trying to come up with date night ideas so it's a it's a scratch off so just every night you scratch it off and it tells you what you're doing and it's like the rules are like no take backs no so um yeah i'm sure puzzles on one of those things so you ever do bowling um i'm not an avid bowler but like i'm just a competitive person so if i go bowling i take it serious so we went bowling the other night. That's I always forget how much fun I have doing that. I can't curve it. I throw it oh. straight and hard down the middle. But who can? Yeah, I don't know anyone who can. Curve you know who it. is a competitive bowler? You. One, Mister Mark Payne. Oh, so I thought it was you because uh, I know your sister does. I'd love to see your dad fucking throw the ball. Oh. Did I lose you guys? It was he bowled with the parents for Emma's team and like. They were just like going back and forth, yipping and yapping. And I was like, this is funny. I've never seen my Honestly, dad be kind of competitive. That's probably one of the coolest like hidden talents you could have. Cause like no one expects it. If you just show up like with like a group of buddies, go bowling one night and like you're just you're nasty. Slanging it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyone's like, what? The guy's duffel bag with his shoes and his two balls. Two balls. Holy. He's got a hit. My mom got him a well, custom guess- set of shoes. Yeah, I was going to say, you're, you're probably not surprising anyone if you're showing up with two of your own balls and your own shoes. Like, people are going to be like, all right, he, this guy bowls. Like, <laughs> yeah, I typically like to bring my two balls everywhere. But um, when we went golfing the other day, this guy, every time he'd go to throw, would pick up his ball from the return and he had a wipe and he'd polish that yeah. thing down, drop it, and I, then throw. Dude, I don't blame him. The amount of grime and germs probably that are in that system. Oil pattern, baby. Yeah, it's, I think it's the oil pattern too. Um, did you it's say weird. you're you're doing Chippewa tomorrow? The Chippewa Fighting Steel or whatever they is, call them. Um, is that World Junior kid still there? Adam nope. Gagin. So I don't. Did you guys see the viral clip of him like, <laughs> yeah, toe drag spinorama guy in a game right in the crease? No. Oh, it was dude. sick. Yeah, you got to ask him about it. Like it's like Spencer Knight better. Like this is probably the, had some this is like ones. the nastiest toe drag I've ever seen by a goalie, and he literally did it like, like in the crease. Like if he screwed up at all, it's a goal. It's in the Instagram chat. 
Um, how about Kochetkov scoring a goal the other day and going absolutely bananas? The Sally was a Did little. You... He got ejected like, like a minute later because one of he trying to fight a player, and then he got ejected the next night trying to fight the same guy. What a beauty! Did you did you see the clip yet, Ev? Uh, I'm trying to go to it right now. It's it's clean. I mean, he. Oh, somebody posted this, and the the forward was forechecking hard. Like he he did Ew. it. Ew. So this quick little backhand sauce. Where's right that at? Oh. Is that James Vegas too? Could you imagine getting towed at your own home ring? <laughs> See ya. Ooh. No, that's later, not buddy. that's not Janesville. That's not Janesville. I I know Janesville. Oh, no. I got that's I got home. teddy bear. I got teddy bear tossed in Janesville. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is Chip Chipwato. That's brutal, Kyle. All right. Um, final thoughts, comments, concerns, questions, best wishes. National season. Shout out the Acha boys. Quickie revenge tour. That's, I mean, that's what we're looking for, right? That's all it comes down to. And Tampa needs to start winning some games. I don't know what's going on here. It's getting ugly. <laughs> Good luck, Tampa. Um, alrighty, guys. Well, we'll see you when I, uh, we see you. Uh, enjoy the episode. If you do like it, subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on uh Follow the podcast on Spotify because we can see those numbers. And guys, we're actually at 300 followers on um, what's it called? Which I thought was pretty impressive. YouTube? No, no, no. Three on Spotify, but I can't find where they show that number. Um, but yeah, pretty cool. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. So uh, maybe we'll do a contest. Maybe we'll get a hat made up. And uh, we'll give away a hat to one lucky subscriber. So, um, but until that day comes, uh, have a good one. And boys, we'll see ya. See ya.